the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, April the 17th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on April 17th, 1961, 1,500 CIA-trained Cuban exiles launched a disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion on Cuba. You probably remember that. Kennedy, President Kennedy, was kind of behind that, and it, it turned out to be a disaster. The the goal of it was to topple Fidel Castro, but Castro forced these 1,500 not-so-well-trained Cuban exiles. They crushed crushed it in three days. That sort of lingered with the legacy of Kennedy, although he didn't live out a full term as president, of course, but um, that was attached to his legacy as a president. Today in 1492, a contract was signed by Christopher Columbus and a representative of Spain's King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella. They gave Columbus a commission, money and permission, to seek a westward ocean passage to Asia. I'm glad they did that because here we are in America today. Today in 1521, Martin Luther went before the Diet of Worms, but it's pronounced Berms, as many of you know. He was facing charges stemming from his religious writings. The church, the Catholic Church, was not happy with Martin. Luther was later declared an outlaw by the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. We know that story well. Protestantism was born out of that event. Today, in 1969, a jury in Los Angeles convicted Sirhan Sirhan for assassinating Senator Robert F. Kennedy. He was running for president at the time. Today, in 1973, Federal Express, we know it now as FedEx, began operations. Fourteen planes carried 186 packages, (laughs) took off from Memphis International Airport, bound for 25 U.S. cities. That was today in 1973. Man, I think the way people are ordering today, um, FedEx is probably delivering that many packages to one or two homes today, but they started in today in 1973. Today in 1986, at London's Heathrow Airport, a bomb was discovered in the bag of Anne-Marie Murphy. She was a pregnant Irish woman. She was about to board an El Al jetliner to Israel. They discovered that there was a bomb in her bag. She said she'd been tricked into carrying the bomb by her Jordanian fiancé. And after investigation, they discovered that she had been tricked by her fiancé. I would assume she did not go ahead and marry the guy, even though they had clearly created a child in not out of a marriage. Today in 2007, a day after the Virginia Tech massacre, I mentioned it yesterday, George W. Bush visited the campus where he told students and teachers at a somber 
convocation that the nation was praying for them. And George W. Bush said, as president, there's power in prayer. Very true. There is power in prayer. The last, the last letter before he was beheaded in Rome because of his commitment to Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul wrote to a young pastor. His name was Timothy. He said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Paul also wrote to the Roman church, and he said, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Proverbs says, Be not afraid of sudden fear. It's interesting, sometimes we do become afraid of fear. Fear drives us, not the thing we're fearful of. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither the desolation of the wicked, when it cometh. For the Lord shall be your confidence, and keep your foot from being taken. In Psalm 56, in God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do. Aren't the promises of God tremendous? They speak each day to our needs, our emotions. No question about it, America's going through a very difficult time right now. The world is. We live in America, so that's what we're probably most sensitive to. It is something we could not have anticipated, something that just wasn't in the, the minds of our leaders necessarily wasn't in the minds of all of us as people, but everything has fundamentally changed. Everything. I mean everything. Even from getting together, even attending church, nothing is as it was. The whole order of our society and of the world society has been altered by this pandemic. I want to thank you for standing with us in this ministry I got this check and a note from Port Townsend. Gary, it says his wife's name. I won't mention that. Of course, I never mention names on the radio. So don't worry about it. Some people have said, don't mention my name. I'm not going to, I don't mention names on the radio. I mean, as far as our donors and those that support us. But it says, uh, my wife and I, want to say thanks for your radio program, and we would like to help with the radio expenses in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you guys so much. Um, Seattle is the newest station for us that we've gone on, and we're not on that many stations. I mean, you can look on our website and see where we are, but uh, we're trying to be, and we are being faithful to what the Lord is leading us to do. And I felt very strongly about that this program should be, needed to be, and the Lord wanted it to be on in Seattle. I did. Uh, And we even prayed about which station. We ended up on this Salem station on 820. And um, a man in Bellevue stepped up, businessman, whose name is pretty well known because of the business he owns. But he stepped up and said he would underwrite it to help get it started. But that the people listening would then need to step up and Help us with it. It's a very expensive market. Seattle's a very expensive market. So um, 
I, all of you who are listening in Seattle and, and more and more of you are starting to, to write a check and help us. I just want to say, if you think this program is worthwhile, if you believe in what we're doing, and if it's ministering to you and helping you and you believe it will help or at least challenge others, I'd like to encourage you to step up now because we need your help. And that would be true on any station that you're listening to because each month we have our budget and we can either write the checks or we can't write the checks because we will not go in debt and we're not and we won't. But we need your help to stand with us and these are difficult times to say the least. So thank you. Be prayerful about it. If you feel the Lord isn't leading you to support us, then don't. But if you feel that God would have you to do it, this would be a great time to to join in what we're doing here. And this is, as I said yesterday, this is this is not about me. I mean, you're as much a part of this as I am. I mean, my voice is out there, but your support puts it out there. And without your support, my voice wouldn't be out there. Maybe somebody else's would, but this one wouldn't be. So thank you so much. I got this this note. I got a number of notes. I read them all. I, I mean, we, we're getting more and more notes from people or, or just comments from people all the time in support. And I, I want to thank you for that. Certainly, we don't mention them all, but I look at every one of them and I, I read them. It says, Dear Gary, so far I've heard no news on the many nonprofit ministries that do great work in our country. Uh, with all these lost jobs, can't believe the pandemic won't help take a toll on the financial underpinning that keeps them up and running. Ministries such as yours, which is needed now more than ever. Well, there there is a, a toll being taken, and I, I don't know exactly how deep it is. I don't know if anybody does, but we'll see what happens over the coming uh, weeks and months. But the work of the Lord must go on. So I would encourage you strongly to prayerfully consider. If you are supporting us, thank you so much. I I know who you are. I know your names. I look at the list, and I pray for you. Thank you. Stand with us. But if you if you're not, prayerfully consider it. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98. 98- Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was on Fox this morning, about an hour or so ago. He said a number of things, but the one thing I wanted to pass on to you is that he said the president is laser focused on the fact that China has been lying. I think most of us, in fact, the world knows that. The people that live in China know it, but they can't say it out loud. It's such a repressive regime. Communism is always that way. Communism is supposed to be for the people, but it's not for the people. It's for the leadership. Socialism puts a few people at the top who live in a different world economically. Bernie Sanders, for an example, is a great advocate of socialism, but he owns three homes, and I, I mean, and which is fine. I don't three. I, I mean, I don't own three homes, but it's a great thing if that's what you want. But don't call yourself a socialist and don't try to foist socialism on the rest of us. That's my point. It's a it's it's a life that is that is painted with a lie. And we live in a world of deception. Bernie is deceptive. Even the Democrats didn't go along with him. They chose Joe Biden, who can't really string several sentences together. But anyway, Mike Pompeo said that 
the president is laser focused on China right now. And he said, we are going to get some answers because overnight from yesterday to today, China feeling the pressure of President Trump and others, but particularly President Trump, they changed their death count. They've been saying, no, 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 we only had 1,200 people die from this coronavirus, uh, which is the Wuhan virus. It is. And all of a sudden, they came out this morning and said, oh, no, uh, there was a mistake. We had 3,869 die. That was just a few hours ago. And now Pompeo was on Fox this morning saying, "Mm, how did that happen? The fact of the matter is probably a lot more people than that did die in China, and they're unwilling to be transparent. Communism, socialism, all of these things are Marxist-driven, Saul Alinsky-driven. They're never truthful because truth is relative, and truth keeps evolving. Truth becomes something different today than it was yesterday. And then they cover for it, and the people in China, are they're on to this, a lot of them, but they just can't talk about it. So they're living under extreme circumstances. So the president is looking into that. But we live in a, in a culture of deception. Uh, David Limbaugh wrote a, called Rush Limbaugh's brother. He's a very dedicated, very committed Christian. I mean, I've heard him give sermons, in fact. Just a terrific guy. I've never met him, but terrific guy. And he writes books. He writes columns and things. And he wrote a column today, and I don't have time to go through it with you, but it's really worth the read. If you see it, it was published in a number of different publications. But he said the liberal media, he starts with this, he said the liberal media urging Joe Biden to form a shadow government to upstage President Trump's crisis response effort, which illustrates its consuming partisanship and its insufficient attention to the health and welfare of the American people. He's right. He said this gal, Stephanie Rule, and this is typical of her. She's on MSNBC, NBC's news arm. He says she floated the idea in an interview with former Barack Obama staffer Jim Messina, referring to Trump's daily press briefing. Rule asked, should Joe Biden be counter-programming that? Should he be creating his own shadow government, shadow uh, cabinet, shadow SWAT team, and getting up there at a podium every night saying, here's the crisis we're in, here's what we need to do, and address it. Well, Joe Biden, honestly, is probably not capable of that, or if there's any pressure put on him, he, he doesn't maintain his train of thought. I'm just being honest, and as I said yesterday, the more I watch him, there is a part of me, I guess it's my pastor's heart, I feel sorry for him, I, I do, but I also see the danger if he were to be elected president of the United States, the danger, not maybe in Joe, although he's way out there on the left or whatever he needs to be, he claims his Catholic faith and his he says he adheres to the church's belief of anti-abortion, but everything he's done politically is pro-abortion. He says, why well, I, I can't put my views upon the American public. Sure you can. That's why you, we get elected, to put our views. So by default, he's claiming to be righteous and biblical in the sanctity of life. But on the other hand, he's invoking policies and advancing policies and advocating for policies that are pro-death, that kill our unwanted unborn children. So it's really a dichotomy. But I don't think he's up to getting up and doing what they're asking and suggesting that he do. But David Limbaugh wrote this whole article about that and about the whole deception of what's going on now and how that the left hates Trump more than they love this country. And that's very, very true. 
unfortunately, that's the time in which we live. Associated Press put out an article uh, day before yesterday, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what they said there because it's very enlightening. They said for six key days, I'm quoting Associated Press, China didn't warn the public of a likely pandemic. By the seventh day, the week of silence and cover-up had given birth to a deadly worldwide coronavirus pandemic. This while Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, carried on her personal agenda. Now, this is me, not them. That was end of quote. While Pelosi was carrying on her personal agenda to destroy the presidency of a man she claims to pray for, says she prays for him every day, and yet every day she gets up and tries to destroy him. Again, that it's hard to put all of what they say and what they do together because it doesn't fit. Now she refuses even to speak to the president. She won't speak to him. But she says she prays for him. and his family. I don't know what she prays. Maybe that, I don't know. But anyway, this week, Pelosi, yesterday in fact, warned Americans to, quote, ignore the lies, insist on the truth. That caught my attention because that's really what this program is about. We're encouraging people, whoever is listening, to ignore the lies and insist on the truth. And more more correctly, embrace the truth. And the truth is God's word. And that's why we look at everything that's going on in our world through the lens of God's word, through his truth. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 120, verse 2, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Very briefly, if this were Wednesday night Bible study, I'd really dive into this because there's a lot to say, but this isn't and I can't because of time. But... Psalm 120 is a very short psalm. There's only seven verses in it. The first verse is, In my distress I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Then the seventh verse, the end of this short psalm, says, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. That gives you a context in which the psalmist is writing this. It's a plea for relief from his bitter enemies. Bottom line, much more could be said, but we'll move on. Deception is the hallmark of the the human race. The first two people that ever existed on this planet were deceived. Remember that? Not Not with a statement, but with a question. Surely you won't die. Did God really say that? Do you think God really meant that? Deception, sin came upon the human race through that short conversation. According to the Associated Press, quote, in the six days after top Chinese officials secretly determined they likely were facing a pandemic from a new coronavirus, the city of Wuhan, at the epicenter of the disease, hosted a mass banquet for tens of thousands of people. Millions began traveling through the Lunar New Year celebrations in China, even though they knew that this was happening. After a week of silence, the president warned the public on the seventh day, the president of China, AP says. But by the time, by that time, more than 3,000 people had been infected during the week of silence. I would suggest it's probably a lot more than 3,000. But they note that the delay from January 14th to to, uh, January 20 
was neither the first mistake made by Chinese officials at all levels in confronting the outbreak, nor the longest lag, as governments around the world have dragged their feet for weeks and even months in addressing the virus. In fairness, AP Associated Press, and they're not conservative, they did note how China continued to attempt to cover up what has been really happening. They say, but what is clear, experts say, is that China's rigid controls on information, bureaucratic hurdles, and reluctance to send bad news up the chain of command muffled early warnings. Well, that's true, but it's very weak. It was much stronger than that, but at least they say it. Associated Press then, they go deep and long into these a whole bunch of specifics in their report and timeline. But they're unable in the report to actually admit that China lied. They just can't say it out loud. As I read the AP story and they kept kind of telling the truth or at least sort of embracing it or walking around it, around the truth, I kept thinking, you know, this has got to pivot somewhere. I've read a lot of press stories over my life, spent 12 years at our television program in a newsroom of a network affiliate. I heard all the story. I wasn't part of the news. I did a program every morning, but I've heard it. I, I know the conversation. It, the news media, by and large, is corrupt. I mean, it just is. They have an agenda. They pretend not to have an agenda. I don't mean to be sarcastic about it, but it's just true. And more so now than even back in the day when I was around them all the time. But as I read this AP story, I knew there had to be a pivot paragraph somewhere. Well, here it is. You read, it's a long story. I won't even put you through all of it. But they do say that China did what, you know, some of the things they did and so on. But they say this. The delay may support accusations by President Trump that the Chinese government's secrecy held back the world's response to the virus. However, (laughs) however is usually a pivot in the news particularly. Even the public announcement on January 20 left the U.S. nearly two months to prepare for the pandemic. Associated Press continues, during these months, Trump ignored the warnings of his own staff and dismissed the diseases. Nothing to worry about. While the government failed to bolster medical supplies and deployed flawed testing kits. And the public is left, and AP has a pretty good reputation around the world, so the public is left to think, well, Trump just didn't do anything about it. And then he sent out all these flawed testing kits and he didn't have enough stuff. What's the matter with him? What Associated Press chooses not to tell the public is that Trump immediately contracted two of the most well-known, well-informed, highly respected infectious disease experts in the world. Dr. Fossey, Dr. Bricks, or Bree, I've heard it pronounced both ways. The woman that talks every night and does so very well, I might say. I kind of like her. I don't, I've don't. i never met her, obviously, but I kind of like her. She she kind of tells it like it is. I like Fossey, too. He's an interesting guy. But anyway, as we've heard, Fossey has served every U.S. president since Ronald Reagan on these kinds of issues. He's recognized as the best in the world. But uh, however, on January 21st, Dr. Fossey was also dismissing this disease. He told Newsmax, Greg Kelly, on tape, I've got the tape, I mean, I've got it on my, uh, uh, in bookend, on my computer. Dr. Fossey, he said, quote, 
January 21, this is not a major threat to the people of the United States, and this is not something that the citizens of the United States should be worried about right now. AP chose not to tell their readers that. They chose to suggest by their reporting that the experts were telling Donald Trump, President Trump, one thing, and Trump was ignoring it and doing something differently. And that's how the press rolls. That's how deception always rolls. And that's why we've got to be informed. We've got to know what's happening to the best of our ability, and we've always got to look at it through the matrix of God's Word. With, that's called a biblical worldview. We look at things in that way. We decide what we, what we believe, who we are, through a biblical worldview. And it's so important. It isn't just words and terms. But a secular worldview leads people to say whatever needs to be said because their end, the secular progressive, and the media certainly are part of that. They're a leader in that movement. The secular progressive believes that their end, whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, whether to create a socialist nation, as Barack Obama often said about America, he said, well, I think the model of European um, you know, socialism or socialistic democracy or whatever is the best path now for America and so on. They have an agenda. And they, being a relativistic progressive, they believe that the end is so noble that any means is justified by that end. In other words, if I have to lie to you to achieve what it is that we believe is the ultimate goal, that it's okay to lie. There is no truth. So we create truth as we go along, and that's the problem. And this is a much bigger divide than people want to want to say. And they keep saying, well, we got to bring America together. What that means is if we're going to bring America together, truly, and I know this isn't popular and it's not politically correct, but if we're going to bring America together, what, what that means in the minds of the secularists who say it all the time, it means that you're going to have to compromise what you really believe based on the Bible, and begin to embrace, well, in the Old Testament, Joshua called it other gods, but you're going to have to embrace the thinking, the worldview, to some degree, if not a great degree, of the far left, which is secular, and it's ungodly in the sense that it doesn't include God. So that's what we're looking at here today, and, the, and you see this mirrored in the press every day. It was mirrored in the Associated Press story. They chose not to include in their evaluation of the president, Nancy Pelosi is fo- focusing the full force of the United States government on impeaching the president during that time. But they didn't mention any of that. Anybody could have been distracted. I'm not defending the president. I'm trying to get to the fact that our lives run on tracks. And if we're going to run on the track of God's word and of truth, because truth in Jesus Christ sets us free from our sins and redeems us, and the truth continues to set us free as we walk in God's truth to the best of our ability. So there's nothing mentioned about all of that, but the thing also that they don't mention is that the two previous presidencies, Bush and Obama, pulled down the stockpile of ventilators and masks and these gowns that you have to wear in these kinds of situations in America. I mean, the warehouse was empty. And they don't mention that. They just mentioned that Trump couldn't send out the stuff. Well, he couldn't send out the stuff. And again, I'm not defending Trump. I'm, I'm making a point that is bigger than Trump. 
the media is deceptive, and they're deceptive to the core in many cases. And that's why we have got to be informed in today's world. Proverbs 10:18 says, Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool.